Hello, hello there. My name is Morning with my co-host Corey. We are the real guys, and this is the real show with two ears. We're coming at you today on a wonderful sunny January morning. Um, I'm accompanied by my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good, welcome, and we are here. We're back. We're back, and it feels so good. We're together again. It's January. We're in the same room. We're in our, 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 our fortress of solitude. <laughs> our sea of tranquility. Yes. We're, we're here together. And we're going to hit you with with a great episode. So get get sit settle back, sit down, get your glass of iced tea, get ready, and prepare to be to be soothed and infused by our wonderful chat we're about to we're about to embark on. Nice. That's great intro. I know. That was, it was nice. It was, I, was waiting, was f- I was waiting to see what other word you added. There. Yeah, that was a flowing <laughs> intro. A flowing intro. Um, but to start. As, as we do when yeah. um, Corey likes to embark uh, to, and enter my 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 lair, my 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 humble abode, well, I like to treat him to you know as a gracious host. I like to treat him to uh, to some snacks yes. and a drink. You've got you've got your glass of water, water there. Water, you've you've been properly watered. I have, and you're going to be properly fed by the snack of choice today, which is Jaffa cakes. Yes, Jaffa cakes. Uh, what's your opinion? Do you do you eat them chocolate up or chocolate down? I eat them whatever way they come. On the plate, yeah. Right. Or like if I open a packet upside down and guess I'm eating them well, upside down. Well my reasoning is <laughs> my reasoning is if we can take if we can take one for like a test study. Okay. If it's if it's like what what would you call this? Would you call this a sort of the biscuit surface of the uh, cake? It's the, the cake surface. It's, it's the cake, yeah. The cake surface. I put cake surface down on the plate because I mean, as you can see the chocolate melts quite easily. It, yeah, you see I guess so, the thing. And you hold it by the bottom so mm. you don't get chocolate on your fingers. So so if I put it chocolate down, the chocolate will melt onto the plate and, oh, yes. and we'll have loads of chocolate circles and I don't want that. Yeah. So I put so I put cake surface down, but when I eat, you can eat it either way, you could eat it like this. You see, some people would also argue that if your Jaffa cake is melting you're taking too long to eat it. <laughs> Which maybe you're taking, maybe you're just debating it too long. And... Yeah. Oh, this way, this way. But oh, the chocolate's gone. Mm. At that point, your chocolate is sliding down the cake, and you've yeah. like, no, no look at all. No. Okay, that's not the only one of today's surprises. No, it's not. Um, because mm, that's nice. I so, yeah. you try and now clean yourself. I'm trying to my because my jaffa cake melted. Um, no, but that isn't the only one of today's surprises. I have another surprise for you, Corey. Ooh. Oh yeah, you told me about this. Merry Christmas! Right. It's, a, it's like a few weeks later. Open it then. It's a bit. It's a few weeks <laughs> later. So I've given you your Christmas card. It's a Christmas card. In, Describe it. In Describe. January seventh. No, fifteenth. Is this when this goes out? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's the eighteenth today. It's not the fifteenth. No, not the fifteenth then. Twenty. Second, I think so. <laughs> we're organised. We, we are. We are. We're, we're we're key journalistic professionals. We are. Ha- happy fet. What? Yeah, happy festog. It's what this. It's what they. Uh, it's what they celebrate in Warhammer. Ah, uh, okay. I'm looking at it going. What the hell's festag? Festag. <laughs> happy festog. <laughs> And happy, happy Life Day. Happy Life Day. See, that's Star happy Wars. Life we've Day. established this. We I have. know what Star Wars happy is. Happy Festog is something that I said because someone that I went to, um, I went to school with was a big Warhammer nut. Ah. And every Christmas, they don't, they'd never say America. They'd always say Happy Festog. I love that other like, fantasy stuff has different stuff because Happy Christmas is very much religious-based. So yeah. they have to go, well, we can't say Christmas because, you know... Happy Festog. Because Warhammer doesn't have a Warhammer no. Jesus in massive no. armor. No. 
So we call him, uh, say, Festog. Say Festog. So, so, so my friend would always go around saying, Happy Festog. And I, and I kind of took it on. It's not like, <laughs> I, now I say it. You kept it going. Now I say it, yeah. Of course, I, Happy Life Day. Everyone loves the yeah. holiday of Life Day. So we get to hold our orbs and wear like our red robes and walk into the trees. Yeah, like start that. singing. Start singing, yeah. Um, everyone does that on Life Day. So, <laughs> But we aren't talking about Life Day today. No, we're, we're not. talking about an Eve. Yes, we're talking we are. about Doctor Who. Yes. Eve of the Daleks. Correct. The, uh, the, the New Year special from this year. So we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about our, our, our pros, our cons, our likes, our dislikes. And everything that comes in between there, our highlights perhaps, yeah, and our lowlights. Mm. So, to get us kicked off, let's just preface this by saying, we haven't watched the Flux season. No. We haven't seen an episode of it. No. We're just watching this special. Correct. And we're just going to review the special. Yeah. I mean, with, well, with, any, with no accompanying parts, no context, we've just seen it. I, I will clarify, after watching the uh, Eve of the Daleks, I tried to watch... Flux. I thought, you know what? I've got top. I've got time. I can watch the whole season. Yep. Uh, I got five minutes into the first episode and thought, there's a knockoff Voldemort here, right? Um, and I'm not kidding you. He is. There's this weird alien who has no nose and speaks in like a weird, like you know how Voldemort kind of has a weird whispery voice. He does. He was doing Great that. Point. Right. Okay. Uh, and then like. He's like, oh, it's Halloween, and I'm going to find you, Doctor. And then like it cuts to a massive <laughs> giant dog who captures. Dan. Yeah. I was also trying to figure out, how does Dan fit in? John, Dan's new. John Bishop. Yeah. And I was like, Dan gets captured by a massive dog because he Dan insults his mum, so he captures him. It's, I was like, this is awful. I'm turning this off. Right, okay. <laughs> I was like, I can't keep going. You saw him not. <laughs> yeah. turn it off. I'm going to assume they go, because they were hunting for a dog, I'm going to assume Jodie finds the dog and then Dan's also there and they're like, hey, you're a companion now because you, you yeah, cool. Yeah. But it yeah. was a bit surreal to see John Bishop running around in this. It was. I'm like, oh, here he is. He's John Bishop. He's just running around. He's himself. Yeah. So, I mean, after after um, Bradley Walsh and yeah. I can't remember the other guy's name. I can't. Well, no one, no one else does. After after they departed, obviously. is that too harsh? Is that too harsh? Uh, <laughs> poor, poor, whatever his name was, Ryan. Let's give him the decency of actually saying what his name is. Yeah. Um, what was his? What was the actor's name? Ryan. Ryan that no one remembers. No, Ryan actor. Well, great, we know what everyone knows. Well, great, what exactly? Toasting Cole. Toasting Cole. There we Shout go. Shout out to you, Toasting Cole, if you're listening. Um, but after they left, obviously it left a gap. You only have one companion, and yeah. obviously you can do that if you're a good... I, I like Jazz. Jazz is easily my favourite of them. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've, I've not seen much of any of yeah, them. Just the looking series. at them, just looking at them, Jazz looks the most interesting. I'll give you that, but I think after we were bizarre, As a character. Yeah, I think, but I think after this... I don't know if she is. Right. There's parts in this, and I'm sure it's going to get mentioned, because it right. always does. Um, but there's parts in this near the end that I'm like, I really don't think that needs to be a thing. Oh, I see. You're talking about that, are you? Yeah. Well, I think that, that may have been building during the flux season. And we Probably. Don't know. And I don't know it's a thing. And that, <laughs> might, that might have been the payoff. <laughs> we may have just only seen the payoff and yeah. not the build. I mean, that, that is the issue with, with... We've only seen the blow-off match. We've not seen exactly. the build to it. Exactly. You see, what's your opinion on time loop situations in films like Groundhog Day? Groundhog like, Day, you know and that kind of thing, where you can keep coming back. One. Well, shall we explain a bit of the a bit of the plot, perhaps, yeah. to some of the people who might be listening who might be thinking, "What the hell are we talking about?" Apart from people regularly who are thinking, "What the hell are we talking about?" Yes, exactly. Um, well, the the TARDIS has been infected by the flux 
whatever, the yes. flux sphere or something, and it's infected and it's a bit poorly. Yeah. So it needs to be fixed. So the doctor's pressing buttons and flicking switches. Like, right, we're going to purge the... We're going to end up on this beach planet, but Correct. we're going to purge the, the TARDIS of this nasty stuff. So they run outside, and the TARDIS kind of like cracks and, and burns yes. and things. And uh, it's a visual representation of the sort of transformation of the TARDIS. So anyway, they escape. They're outside, but they're in like a storage facility. And it's this Alison B is there. Yeah. And another guy, um, who I can't remember the name of. I'm looking at the name. You're looking for the actor's name? Yeah. Uh, Ajani Salmon. Ajani Salmon. Nick. Yes. Uh, so it's Nick and Sarah. Yes. And Alison B is Sarah, who's one of the saving graces of this episode. There's two saving Very graces good. of this episode. One of them is Alison B. Yes. Who I feel like is probably the most... I want to say the most realistic, but the most um, the most sort of real world of the characters yeah. who seems to be you know aware of sort of what's going on and seems to think with a bit of sense. Yes, exactly. Um, right. So we have Alison B as Sarah yep. and, uh, and and Nick, and Nick always comes on New Year's New Year's Eve exactly to, to put something in his storage unit. Is he the only customer of this storage facility? No. Is that what they explained uh... or no? Technically, well, we know Jeff has stuff in there. Yeah, but, but I thought Jeff owns there. the facility. No, no, Jeff works there. Right, okay. Jeff is the other one who's supposed to be working. That's why she works all the time, because Jeff doesn't turn up. Right, okay. Um, other than that, we don't see anyone else's stuff. We know there is other stuff. There's other gates. Yeah. So so other people must be storing stuff. But, but, but obviously no one comes on New Year's, because everyone's out having fun. And, yeah. You know. And then she gets rang by her mum. and. Uh, yeah, uh, every time, every, every four minutes. Four minutes, yeah. Because the phone lines are going to be busy at, at, at midnight. Exactly. So she doesn't, which is maybe true. Uh, I don't know how untrue that is. Well, my parents still like text me before New Year's because they're like, everyone's going to be texting in New Year's, so you won't get it. I'm like, but it, that's not how it works. All right, okay. Which is what she's explaining because obviously yes. it's now modern technology. Great, but uh, with all the joys and wonders of modern technology. Exactly. So the doctors arrived in the storage facility. Yeah. And um, Alison B is, is talking to Nick, and Nick says, oh, I'm just going to put this, this Monopoly box in my, uh, in my storage unit, I'll see you in a minute. And off he goes, and he goes up there, and he's got stuff like shoes and, and, and tape yeah. recorders and, and headphones and stuff like that in there, and Monopoly sets. And he puts it in there, and he leaves, and then he walks around the corner, and the second saving grace of this episode is here, <laughs> and it's the Daleks. Yep. And they are just fantastic, I cannot say a bad word about them. Their wonderful um, Nicholas Briggs again, friend of the show, friend of the show, Nicholas Briggs, our only friend of the show. Um, yeah. Well, no, no, we've got we've got several friends of the show. We have. Um, shout out to you, Alex Lightman. But yeah. Um, Nicholas Briggs, big friend of the show. Shout out to you, Nick Briggs, if you want, if you're listening, we love you. So um, w- Nicholas Briggs pulls out of the park. Really great performance as um, three. However many of them there are, is there two or three? There's three. Well, there's technically five. It's five. Because the two, Daleks aren't affected by the time loop. Right, so, okay. so the two that Nick kills, when three come back, that's three different Daleks. It's not right. the two that... That's... Because this is the thing, right? We'll get on to this in a minute. Because at one point in the, in the plot, right? So to... Essentially, Nick get, Nick dies, and then Sarah dies, yeah. and then the Doctor, doctor and the crew yeah. dies, and they all come back... Uh, at the same same a place, ahead. but it's a minute ahead. So yeah. so there, Nick and Sarah are halfway through a conversation, and the Doctor is still at the TARDIS. Yeah. And then essentially, what happens is Nick goes back down, realizes, wait a minute, I'm getting deja vu here. A yeah. Dalek's about to appear, yeah. so I'm going to run and say Sarah. Yeah. Sarah runs up and goes, I need a weapon. Yeah. So 
And then the doctor's like, two people die. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we got to go save them. They've got to save them. And then yeah. everyone dies again. Yeah. There's a lot of loops of just being yeah. killed by Daleks. But like the thing that confused me, and this is how I figured out Daleks on part with time loop, is there's one point where it's like 55 minutes where Sarah's like, I have to save Nick because if he dies, he'll be dead when we come back. Yeah, yeah. Because he gets he dies at like 50, 56 yeah, minutes. Yeah. So we need to save him now. And then, because then what happens is Nick ducks, two Daleks shoot each yeah. other, which is a massive flaw in the Daleks' well, no, plan. They can only be killed by their own lasers. I think that's a pretty cool flaw, actually. Yeah, but if you're a Dalek species, because apparently, right, there's a different Daleks, and they've been made specifically to kill the Doctor. The executioner Daleks. Yes. Yeah. So surely you would think to put something in there so put you can't shield shoot in yourself. There so, they, so there's no friendly fire. Is it it's possible? not the first time they shot each other. There was a lot of there's a lot of amount of friendly fire. Yes. Um, well, Nick he ducks the lasers yeah. and. By the way, they've not got the usual exterminator on. They've got like a cool Gatling we gun have. now, which I yes. thought was pretty badass. Um, got, even though there's a massive uh, cone of fire that yeah. just sprays everywhere. Because but I love the overkill when they're first killed. It's not just one laser; it's like it's, twenty-five yeah. lasers to the chest. And the because um, the part that confused me was they end up dying again, and then when they come back, Nick's alive. And I was like, well, technically, if it's the same Daleks, he should be dead now. Mm. But that's why it's like, but not, because the, the Dalek that killed him in the first timeline so is they, now dead. They just send more Daleks? Yeah, it's just different Daleks. Right, okay. That's how Nick's still alive. So because there's, far, the, there's about probably five Daleks. Yeah, because the yeah. original Dalek that killed Nick is no longer, right, so, can no longer kill so him. So they aren't affected by the timeline? They are not. They can okay. go in it, because also they teleport around, they go in and out of the building, they're not yeah. affected by this. Yeah, fair um, enough. That sorts that for me then. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, my other question is, and this one isn't answered, what happens, we see it with Dan dies... At one point, he tries to distract a Dalek and goes, yeah. oh, are you working here? I've got a parcel. Yeah, he runs, he runs around him and, and, and the Dalek just you know, sees through his ruse and yeah. then shoots him. It takes about four minutes or five minutes. Everyone else dies at random at the same time. Is he just stuck in limbo? Or like, does he does he go back to the next time loop where everyone's still alive? Is he just dead at this point? No, what I happens to him? <laughs> well, he's at the end. I think he just gets, gets zapped forward like everybody else does. Because that's why I hate time loops, because it messes my brain. Oh. So I'm like, he tends to get zapped forward, but everyone else gets zapped, and it's uh, time. Well, annoying. You know, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's, that's what we're dealing with here. And no, let, let's, let's chat a bit more about the dollars, because they're the funnest part of the episode, damn it. Um, they are. They're the best part of the episode, I think. They're, they're written in a very Russell T. Davies kind of way. I was kind of yes. getting flashbacks to, that, to the, um, the Canary Wharf. Okay. Um, sort of cult of Scar a bit where they just kind of chat to each other. Yeah. And where they'd say cool lines to the Cyberman or whatever they're saying. Um, yeah, to be f- yeah, they're definitely more. It was very unchibnal like yes. uh, to write them in such a way. Yeah. Um, because I feel like the the, the, the writing in, in the last special mm-hmm. wasn't great no. for, the, for the Daleks. No. Um, they sounded fine, sure thing. And this is no knock on Nicholas Briggs. God yeah. damn. He does a man fantastic job. But. I feel like the writing for the last special wasn't as strong as this one. No. Especially when it comes to Dalek, you know, Dalek action. It's... I mean, we talked about last season before. Uh, last season. Last year's special before. Last year's special. It would be helpful year. to have Rachel with us. Shout out to you, Rachel. Yeah, because she knows everything. Yeah, yeah. Rachel was kind of our sort of our third host that joined yeah. us. Our, our special guest host that joined us and... Helped us with some more of the law-based things that we didn't know about. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but no, the Daleks this time around were better than last time around. 
They are more of a threat last time yeah. round. They're not 3D printed this time no, round. No, no, which annoyed you. Which annoyed me. They've got cool Gatling gun attachments. Yeah, but they do seem to have gone to the Stormtrooper yeah, school of shooting. Because they can't hit anything. They can't hit... Well, no. There's people where they hit things great. <laughs> the first five minutes, they hit everybody. Like, it's like their got, accuracy decreases. Yeah. So you've got a Gatling gun. Just spray it. Yeah. <laughs> Something. <laughs> They're running down a hallway in a straight line. They're standing there. <laughs> no, the, uh, Alice, Alice and B and Nick and the doctors and her, and her sort of team yeah. stand together in the hallway talking about the Daleks. And you can see the Daleks coming up behind them. And yeah. Ah, oh, now's my chance. They're all standing there just talking. I'm going to exterminate them. And then they're just, he's just firing everywhere, not hitting a single person. Well, there's that one bit. Um, this is really complicated because I'm trying to figure out what loop it happened in. But there's that one bit where... Uh, Sarah and Nick are in the basement and it's when like Nick tells her that I always come on New Year's because that's when I know you're here yeah. and like they're behind these two barrels and Nick gets like sniped oh, yeah. through that little through gap barrel. That, guy was, like, <laughs> that guy was ready yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to snipe you through the thing <laughs> no. yeah. they are because like, they're behind they are they're, yeah. they're between two barrels yeah. and he snipes him through the, through through the, the barrel got you but that's like, that's like one shot as well, because no one but it's covered. It's like one shot, no. bang. That guy, that guy got pinpoint accurate <laughs> snipe on him. Yeah. So, but everyone else is just firing 10,000 lasers exactly. Into you know. I enjoy the overkill of um, of the new weapons. For some reason, I don't think Chibnall likes the, likes the plunger. No. Because none of the Daleks that have appeared have had plungers. Good they've point. Had, they've had like, these sort of, Foldy claw attachment. Yeah. Which, which, sure, sure, do look cool and do sort of like pay homage to the plunger, but I miss the plunger. Just as a look. I've got a little one here, Rob. Nice. This is like a, this is like a classic. Um, it is. Dalek. So he's got the plunger, you see? See, I've got the plunger. I can't wait for the uh, for the new line of toys that's now going to come out with the execution of it. Yeah, oh, I, will, I will buy them. <laughs> I will, well, I will bloody well, buy them. So what, wait, wait is it, it, was, it was the Executioner Daleks, isn't it? Yeah, that's what they're called, yeah. Not to be confused with the Executioner Dalek from oh. Daleks. Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Executioner Dalek from the animated series Daleks. Yes, yeah, this Dalek does um, not want to blow up the, uh, the whatever it does. He wants to blow up the archives. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to destroy the archives now, so he's got a claw as well. Mm. Maybe he's that type of Dalek. He's got a claw as well instead of a plunger. So... The executioner Daleks, yeah. I initially thought there was some kind of like elite special forces Dalek or something. Yeah. They've got the they've got the Gatling gun and they've got um, or the mini gun as it's as it's called. Yeah. Um, they've got the mini gun. They've got the claw and they're kind of uh, a bit more uh, a bit more um, attacky. Yeah. As I, I was mean, trying to find the word there. I couldn't find it. I was just kind of said attacky, attacky. Like they'll attack you more. Yeah. Than a regular Dalek, which I don't know, might not. I mean, it's from from a. And I mentioned this in uh, way back in the 2000s TV show episode. Oh, did because, you? Because Doctor Who was... Yes, it was mentioned. I uh, it was like my number one or number two or something. Yeah. And I mentioned a good, good thing about Doctor Who is you can whack on an episode and you generally get the gist of what's going on. As long as you know who the Doctor is, who the companions yeah. are, cool. You can watch it. And for, to be fair, with this one, I wasn't at any point confused. I didn't know who Dan was, but I didn't need to know who he was. And it was a companion, that's it. That's all I need to know. And it mentioned earlier... Is inside jokes, but he's been from Liverpool and they're in Manchester. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's kind of, okay, cool. Obviously, you'll get more from knowing the series mm. because the right at the end, 
there's a guy who's watching the fireworks. Yeah. He's from, like, Jodie's first episode. Oh, I thought that was Jeff. I initially thought it was Jeff. Yeah. Like, I, I thought, go- oh, Jeff's here. No, I googled it. He's from the, like, first couple episodes. So he's on the train when Jodie meets Graham and Ryan. Right. He's right at the start and, like, appears in that was first two episodes and then is never seen again. Right. Um, so that's like a reference. So here's this guy from the first series yeah. and he's back now for like this little inside jokey bit. Oh, right, okay. I just um, thought that was Jeff. I was like, Jeff's I, I initially thought it was Jeff, but it wasn't. Because they don't, they don't even have Jeff appear. Who was Jeff? Well, I tried to do it. mysterious man who like... No one knows who he is. Who has like food and... Maybe. And maybe. In... Because we're not doing a series this year. It's specials this year. There's three specials coming out this year. Right, okay. And that's it. Because I tried Googling this. There's three specials this year. Is this one... There's one which is uh, Legend of the Sea Devils. Yep. And we don't, know what, Devils the, are back. We don't know what the third one is yet. Right. What, if, what if the third one is... Jeff. Jeff. It's Jeff a... strikes back. <laughs> Jeff strikes again. The problem is... Jeff harder. The problem with Daleks... Right, I, when I was a, a Bane, when I yes. was a kid... Yeah. Um, I'd write Sorry, you turned Scottish for a second. Yeah, when I was a kid, <laughs> um, when I was a kid, uh, when I was a chillblain, yeah. I I'd write a lot of Doctor Who sort of let's let's not call it fan fiction. Let's call it you just write stories. Yeah, write stories yeah. of Doctor Who, right? And I'd always somehow find a way to put the Daleks in. Yeah, However, no, whatever, anywhere, anytime, the Daleks are in it, right? Yeah, it's like that thing. Um, this is going to be an awful tangent. Yeah, but when Gareth Edwards was talking about making Rogue One. Mm-hmm. He talked about in the inclusion of Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and he said that it's very hard to show restraint with Darth Vader because once you have Darth Vader in your film, you kind of want him all the time. Yeah, you kind of don't want a scene without Darth Vader in it, so it's kind of hard to show restraint. And and I was like, <laughs> the Daleks. As soon as I put them in, they'd be in every single scene somehow. Yeah, and I'm like, right, I need to. Um... And it was like that with this. It's like, yeah, I know we can't have the Daleks all the time. Yeah, but a part of me wants that. It's like I know that they they like sh- in Russell T Davis show they showed up like every year or whatever, mm-hmm. or they'd have like some some kind of arc or. But with me, I just want them all the time, which is horrible. But there's a saturation of sort of. You see, I kind of get that, but also while watching this, I was also and again, I I, I know Flux is Dalek based in story. I think the Daleks are in the Flux story, but because, they're not the focal point. No, because they mentioned that... Uh, the I, Doctor... I, basically, the thing with the Santarans where they destroyed us the Dalek stuff, but it was a Santaran plan and the Doctor got yeah. involved, and again, we've not seen it. So I know that's a bit I more... I think the Cybermen were involved as well. But that, that's what I was going to say as well, is the fact that I know, because like, last year, New Year's, last year of Daleks, mm-hmm. I'm like, I know the Daleks are a big thing, and I know the Cybermen come back, I think Jodie faced them in a first series, I think. Yeah. Maybe. She has done, I think. I, I think I'm also getting... Because I know Capaldi did right at the end. You know, like the old, original Daleks, yeah. like Ski Masks and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I kind of want... You mean the original Cybermen with the Ski Masks? Yeah. 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 You said Daleks. Oh, did I? I meant Cybermen. Oh, right, okay. Um, I kind of also just want other things. Not right. don't even have to be new. Like, bring just like, or older, like, or just like, things oh, that, from like, they were tenants here. They brought the Ice Men out. What are they called? Uh, the Ice Warriors or something. Who are from... Yeah. Like, you need more classic Who monsters. Or yeah. Want, or just even it. Like era. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, just bring back, like, the Vashnarada or something. Yeah, yeah. Because I know the Weeping Angels come back every now and then. Episode. They only had one episode, didn't they? Vashnarada, yeah. Oh, that's, that's an awful or, shame. Well, te- I think it was technically two. I think they were, that but was it's the same, it was like a two-part. That was Silence in the Library, wasn't it? Yes. That was River Song. Yep. Which was uh, amazing episodes. Vashnarada, when I was younger, Vashnarada was, that's, I, loved, I loved them. Yeah. They, they were my... 
Why don't they show up again? Come on. I know it's a bit hard because obviously you've got to be in a dark and play, but just yeah. come on. It's like the, the, that's, I don't know why the silence got so much in Matt Smith's era. I don't mind the silence. Do you not? No, I thought it was quite cool because they ha- because I guess with this and the Daleks are similar. They have the arc through his whole thing of trying to figure out who they are and what they are. They had they were in it. They consistently had a story yeah, going through. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like oh, we need a villain back for an episode. Here's Slenderman. Yeah. You know. So um, I don't know. I I was a bit perplexed by the idea of the silence. I, was like, I, don't I know liked who... it. Oh. It was kind of like weird opposite Weeping Angel, where if you look at them, you forget them. Oh right, okay. And that's kind of cool. Instead of the Weeping Angels, where you like look at them and die. I don't know yeah. what you. Know, I don't know what you do if you. Everyone keeps saying, "What happens if a silence just said Weeping Angel?" Oh, do they, they stare at each other? I don't know. Oh, everyone's like, "Does Weeping Angel forget the silence was there?" Oh, does the oh, does the Weeping Angel kill the silence? Yeah, I don't know. It's some weird thing. So well, that's I don't know. I don't see that crossover. Don't do it, everybody. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, um, back to the back to the actual episode. Yes. Um, the Daleks themselves, saving grace, absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Um, what's your favourite Dalek moment in the episode? Uh, I was warned about this. I was uh, talking to someone at Union and goes, "Oh, it's like, oh, you talked to you talked to Nick Briggs." There's a there's a, there's a, um, a moment which is very much on the nose. Oh, oh I see. I very know. much on the nose of Nick Briggs. There's very much an inside joke. He's like, oh, watch out for you. you. Know what it is? And there's a part in this where. It's at the start. It's at the start. Nick's gone down in the lift. Yeah. Right. And for everyone who's unaware at this point, we've mentioned it several times, Nicholas Briggs is the guy who voices the Daleks. Yeah, we interviewed him. You can go yes. back on our YouTube channel, plug guy YouTube channel, the yes. real show, double double R-double-E-L show. Yes. You can look us up. We have an early episode, I think episode 18, 19? Yeah, somewhere We managed to get Nicholas Briggs. Yeah, with this. Because we've got time. I'll tell the story. Um, we were looking for people to interview, and the Doctor Who special had just come out, I think. Yeah. The the, the last one, um, the last Dalek special had just come out with the 3D printed Daleks. Yes. And it was like, we could get the guy that does the voice of the Daleks. We need to find out who he is. And we found him, always oh, Nicholas Briggs. Um, he's got a website, right, cool. He does. Uh, where he has, you know, websites and stuff like that, and bookings and whatever. And we go, oh, we could send him an email. So anyway, I type up this email... Corey sends it off using our official real show email. Correct. Um, and we wait a couple of days and we get something back um, from a woman who we later found out was his wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we get an email back um, from his wife. And after some correspondence, we initially book him and his um, his, his own sort of cohort, co-host, uh, Benji Clifford. Unfortunately, Benji had to pull out later because he had some work to do. And um, he was doing some big finished recording, so he couldn't show up. But uh, we managed to just get Nick, which is great because our original our original plan was just having Nick. Um, so we got uh, we got Nick Briggs, and he was lo- he was lovely, absolutely yeah, he was. charming, um, really funny, um, was really open for us, um, really an open book for us to talk to. Had a wonderful episode, one of my favourites, lovely episode. Um, and we sort of spent another forty five minutes with him, and it was really nice, really nice to speak to him. Right? Wonderful time. So after that sort of experience. We sort of gained, like, oh, yeah, this is how he's going to interview people. And going back, would I have done things differently? Maybe. Yeah. Would I have said some, some better stuff? Maybe. Would I have tried not to geek out? Sure. Because um, I'm, I'm a massive Dalek fan, if you know. Um, so it's um, it was a real honour to speak to him. And it was one of the one of the greatest experiences of, of my quite short life. So I, it was really good. And shout out to you, Nick, wherever you are, if you're listening. So anyway, can I continue? Continue yes. your point. So, so Nicholas Briggs is the guy who was the Daleks, and there's a part in this where Nick, the guy, not the voice actor, 
Uh, it goes down the lift to put his stuff away, and the lift's coming back up. Now, we know Nick's dead. Yes, he's, he's been killed by a dog. He's been killed. And uh, so Sarah hears the lift open up, and, and she's six. like, oh, oh, Nick, is that you? And the director turns around and goes, I am not Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. It's cause... funny, because he is, technically. He is Nick. I read that live. I was watching that live. I heard that line, and I thought, well, you technically are Nick. 100%, he found out that the actor's called Nick and went, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... I'm... That was an ad lib. Exactly. That was an ad-lib. He goes, right, can we have a scene where she asked, can she ask if it's Nick, because I can just say this line. I please. am not Nick. <laughs> I could. Is it weird that I can imagine him sat at home before oh, shooting, yeah. just practicing that line constantly? Yeah, in the voice mod- in the remodulator, <laughs> yeah. you know, because we've seen it. Because he he told us great stories of him. Um, he does bringing the the ring the device that he uses to make the Dalek voice. It's called a ring modulator, and it has it a little microphone and a little speaker, and it sort of you turn dials and it changes your changes your voice and such. Um, and he brings it everywhere with him. Yes. Um, and he does the Dalek voices, and he does them in like script read-throughs and stuff, which is fun to watch. And obviously on set, it's all very professional and stuff like that. And he has different Dalek voices. He does. And for the three that we saw, one had like a regular sort of Dalek voice. Yeah. One had like a, a bit of more of a groveled, gravelly one, and one kind of had like a high Dalek voice. Yeah. Um, which I, I love the variation. I'm really happy about that. Um, it's a shame they're not visually different, which is just my thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so I like the extra weapons. I like the, the Gatling gun and the claw and whatever. Well, it's... But maybe they could have been had, like, I don't know, black domes or black stripes or something. You see, or... part of me was thinking that. Because, I'm like, also, obviously, we've seen it sometimes with the Daleks, but you have normal ones, and then you have, like, the Emperor Dalek, mm. who's, like, red. And it's like, you can tell he's in charge, because he's a different colour. Yeah. But I'm also thinking, I guess, none of these, all these were just, like, soldiers, I guess. The, the Supreme Dalek is red. Yes. Yeah. Um, all, all of these, I guess, were just lackeys. So yeah. They're, they're, so they're all going to look the same. Soldiers, yeah, yeah, probably. So they're just all bronze, you know. They're all the bronze Daleks. I don't think in the Chipmunk era we'll get a visually distinct Dalek, apart from the, like, the, well, the reconnaissance one at the start and then the 3 d well, ones were black. Yeah, but I mean, and, put, put it this way. There's two more specials of Chipmunk left because then it's Russell T. Davis again. Yeah. Uh, one of them is Sea Devils. I assume the last one isn't going to be Daleks, so no. probably not. No, probably not. I might you know what? I kiss my dream goodbye on that one. I reckon the last one. If it's, I'm just kind of part of his bit surprised. Special Daleks. weapons, Dalek. Yeah. No. The special. Weapons. No. It's going to be. It's going to be special something a bit. Special weapons, Dalek. It's Dalek either, time control. It's either going to be something really different and it's new. It'll be the Cybermen again. Or it's gonna be something like fanfare, like Cybermen. It'll be, Could it be like a, it'd be a big. The start of the start of her era was Cybermen, wasn't it? As you said. So yeah, um, maybe the Cybermen again. So it'd be something like, oh, this is my last episode. A big yeah, fan yeah, favorite. Yeah. Well, hey, bring in Russell T Davis. He's gonna bring it back to life. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna bring it home. Get get out so, with defib. Yeah, <laughs> get, you know, get back, get him back. <laughs> um, and then crack on with the sixtieth anniversary. Oh wow! Which is well, I've got it in that one. Probably. What was the 50th? Oh, no, it was, um... What was the 50th anniversary? Was that Capaldi? No, it wasn't. It no, was it was Matt Smith. Matt Smith, yeah. It was Matt Smith, Doe Tennant, and the War Doctor. That was with Tom, uh, John Hurt. Yeah, and then Tom Baker came back in the end. Yeah, Tom Baker, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Um, and, uh... I mean, apparently Matt Smith's coming back in the 60th. It's a rumour, I don't know. I don't oh, no, he's like Matt Smith. I want to see Eccleston, because he didn't come back in the 50th, because he didn't want to. He said he'd be back. But, but he said he wants to come back now. But now he's doing voice stuff. He's doing big finish. Bring it! I love Eccleston. He didn't get, oh, get enough credit. Not enough love. He only had one not series for the Ninth Doctor. That's a fantastic series. Getting back. Yeah, it's a fantastic series. Yes. Oh, fantastic. That wasn't on purpose. Oh, <laughs> until okay. I said it. But um, but yeah, we have 
Uh, well, well, he, well, he's doing big finish stuff now. Yeah, exactly. So he's doing audio dramas. Yeah. So it's, uh, he clearly wants to come back to the yeah. role. We let him come back for the 60 Go on, bring him back. Some, yeah, get him his, you know, leather trench coat or whatever he used to wear. Bring him back. And his, his, his formal shoes. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have um, him in that, and it's also great to um, it's great to see the Daleks back in there. It is. So what do you think of Jodie? So, What's her performance like to you? So, okay. So What's your I, opinion on her performance? So, like I said, I've seen the first couple episodes of her first season. Mm-hmm. So, I saw her first episode, and I thought she was really good. And I thought, you know what? She's a bit... Um, what's the word? She's a bit uh, cool. She's made, she made her own sonic She's screwdriver. She's a bit cool. Yeah. What do you mean by cool? Well, Matt Smith... Hip. Not... Hip. No, you sound like an old oh. man if you say that. Okay. Matt Smith isn't cool. He's got... He's his me hip me hip me hip um Matt Smith is isn't cool. He's more of like he's like childish. He's not. Right? He's, he's, he's fun exactly. Yeah. Jodie Whittaker was like, okay, you know what? She kind of has this like carefree thing. Mm. She made her own Sonic screwdriver. Mm. Maybe that's going to be the whole crux where she'll just be actually very DIY like MacGyver stuff. She'll mm. make stuff, and that's how she's gonna, which never gets put up again. She never makes anything else. Um, oh. Well, no, right, okay, right, to stop you there, <laughs> that would have been a great trait for a Doctor. Yeah. Because in the end of the episode, she does end up making something. She makes yeah. the explosion that blows up the building with the fireworks and the tank and the gas canisters. I'm pretty sure. That would have been a great Doctor trait. You say, It'd be kind of like a MacGyver-type figure yeah, I don't, solves the episode I don't by think she's, technology. I don't think she's done anything else than the other ones. Like um, that. Well, I would have liked, that would have been a great trait, because I don't want to, throughout all the Doctor's incarnations, they're all sort of, yeah. have different personality traits and have different... But it, Kind of aspects of what the character, sort of how the character is written, and how what the actor brings to the role. Yeah. So because well, you had you had Eccleston who was serious. Yeah. David Tennant was, eh, he was a bit serious, but also he was a bit zingy sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Matt Smith was a complete child. Yeah. Then Capaldi came back and was also serious. Was about the serious came back with the, the fury of the Doctor. And then Jodie kind of came out and was a little bit bumbly, but also was like, I'm going to make stuff, and I... John, John Hurt as well, John Hurt was serious. What yeah, John Hurt was serious. Yeah, but he, he's the war director, he dramatic, has to be serious. Yeah, dramatic actor, John Hurt. Um, God rest him. But no, the first episodes were good. I, To be fair, first season, I only stopped watching it because I just fell out of watching it. It, right. I, it wasn't the episode's fault, I just lost the schedule and just okay. kind of didn't pick it back up. I didn't mind her in this episode, I thought she was alright. She right. seemed okay, she seemed like a someone who, you know what, was trying to figure stuff out and it wasn't working. Right. And like I like that when that happens in Doctor Who, when they try something and it goes wrong and it mm. doesn't work because that's different from when the Doctor does something and hey, well, it worked. Amazing. It works. Yeah. Amazing. We, yeah. we solved the problem. Yeah. yeah. We defeated the Sidemen. Yeah. I like it when it's kind of... Because also, I I wouldn't... I know they had specials coming out, but I wouldn't have been surprised if at some point... Because it, it kind of goes, okay, we've only got a minute left. She, I was like, she might as well be sacrificing herself at this point because... Yeah. Did, did, There's a lot of time. talk of that happening, of... Of how she's gonna sort of change. It's gonna be a uh, third special. Next. She'll regenerate, but you won't see it until Russell T. Davis is one. I would love it if it was like the 50th anniversary. Sacrifice yeah. Because Pete was in that, because he appears at the end. Because he's like, oh, there's uh, 11 of us, and then he goes, no, 12, and Pete Capaldi appears, because that's, yeah. that's when he regenerates. I, like, I love that, because it's not expected. Because I know Jodie came in. Of like a little trailer of like, oh, I'm putting the hood yeah, down yeah. and I'm going to put a really shoddy stock photo TARDIS. Yeah, and here's here's the master who I'm a woman now. Yeah. Oh no, no Missy was Peter Capaldi. Yeah, but she was in that episode and then she got turned into whoever the guy is now. Oh right, okay. Because she sees her as a woman 
then then she because and she sees the new doctor as a female and is like oh, that's right. good. and then and then she turns into I can't remember the master's name for the current the guy who was in the Doctor Who documentary not yeah, documentary the, the, yeah. like, the one that the sort of the special that talked about the making of Doctor Who yes he was in the um, um, but no, I, I, she was all right. She's pretty good. Yaz and this was okay. I like Dan. I've not seen much of him, but he seems like a decent. Right. He just seems like a companion, but I okay. guess similar to Sarah, who knows what's going on and is a bit more honest and like, listen, you just need to. Right. Yeah. You know, just, this is how it is. This is what's yeah, going on. Yeah. Rather than being a bumbling of a companion. Okay. What What did you think? Let's talk about this. Is kind of like our last thing. Yep. Hey, this is um, the real the real show takes on uh, the real show takes on com- complex um, <laughs> themes yeah. and what whatnot. What did you think of? The Yaz, the Yaz bit. Yeah. I mentioned the Yaz bit because you know what I'm talking about when I yes, say it. Yes, well, this is what I was alluding to earlier. Yes, yeah, so well, let's discuss it. Yeah, so at right near the end, when they're planning out the, the plan. firework plan, it's just Yaz and it's Dan. And Dan goes, Dan's like, oh, you know, tell, like this, what, what's wrong? Why aren't you telling me? And she's like, oh, well, yeah. eventually she says she has a crush on the Doctor, essentially. Yes. That's the crux. And then Dan tells the Doctor, the doctor when Yaz is away. He does, it like, he does it like a child at the playground. It's, it's yes. really, it's all, Stephanie doesn't like you. Stephanie well, likes you, likes you. It's more of... A, Stephanie likes you. It's more of an adult who has two kids and the kids don't want to admit it. So he's just telling them. She's so like, I'm just going to tell them. Oh. Why don't you just sit her down, not sit down, just stop her for a minute and just say hey. Well, you can't, because they're rushing off to do stuff. Oh, They've got to do... Means it means a lot to you, you know? Yes, means a lot to you, yeah. and she really cares about you, and, you know, she, she loves you, in a way. You see, this is the thing that, because, like, like we said, we've not watched Flux, so it could be explained in Flux. My thing with Doctor Who is, because obviously Tennant and Eccleston had Rose. Yes. Which was great. I feel like Tennant and Rose was probably more... I feel, right, I feel like... I don't know why, Yep. but... Eccleston and Rose, yep. it worked for me. Yep. It was like a dad and his daughter. It's like I could not see them hooking up. That's probably just because they just looked... He looked, just looked, he looked older. much older than she was. Yeah. So I just thought that, oh, this is like a dad and daughter adventure, which is nice. Tennant was a lot more sort of... Well, to I be fair... I could see two hooking up. To be fair, it, it got more into that when Tennant was around. Yes, it did um, as well. But that was good. Matt Smith kind of had the Amy thing, because everybody yeah. Amy's with Rory, but Amy likes him, and it's a bit in there... Capaldi had no one. Clara. Yeah, I guess which again, I saw, which again I saw as, as sort of dad and daughter. Yeah, thing. and then obviously they got. Like, I saw more Matt Smith than Clara, to be honest. Yeah. And people sleep on Clara. I really I like, like Clara. Clara. I've, I've discussed with many Doctor Who fans who do not like Clara, and I'm I like, like what? I really like her. I, I, I love Jenna Coleman. Um, so. But it just seems like. And this is also kind of why I, like, I liked Capaldi's last season, because Capaldi had Bill. And. Do you like, what do you think of Bill? I like Bill. Do you like Bill? Because I knew for a fact there was not going to be a random love thing inserted because she's lesbian. So yes. she won't like the Doctor. Because I'm like, great, but it's not going to be... now the Doctor's a woman. Oh. Yeah, I know. And now, now Yaz is also like bi, I guess, technically. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I'm like, just we did, not every companion needs to have... Because oh, my thing is, I would have thought what would happen was the Doctor has Rose. What happened with Rose happens with Rose. Yeah. The Doctor after that never falls in love because he's got like he's like I can't fall in love with anyone else because it'll happen what happens with Rose again. That's not been the case. Matt Smith goes, Wee <laughs> I'm like, I get the companion can do it, but I just I just don't think it needs to be a thing in every single series that Yeah, yeah, sure. Love gets in the way and that's why they end up, you know, splitting because Just haven't been mates. It's exactly. not it's not hard. 
Exactly. It's, it's not hard. That I feel like that is that is a, a screenwriter's ploy. I'm speaking as a screenwriter. Yeah. That is like a screenwriter's ploy of I have these characters that are together for a while. Yeah. Let's have them hook. Yeah. And when you don't really need to have them hook. No. Not in a story that doesn't rely on them hooking. It's which like, is like this. Can the doctor just leave a companion and just have them be friends? Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> why we have to write them as a lesbian to have them uh, yeah. not be interested. It's like come so on. you know. What I don't want to see is Russell T. Davies. I'm hoping because obviously he's one of the next one companion a Dalek. That way I can have Daleks in every episode, <laughs> and they don't have to hook up. <laughs> Russell T. Davies did Rose, so I'm kind of hoping that he's like, right, I'm not going to do that again because I don't need to do it again. That's my that's my next idea for Doctor Who. Yeah, coming out, I'm coming to the Doctor and the sidekick. <laughs> Even though that probably that I mean bring out some really interesting themes. Well, because they're supposed to hate each other. Yeah, I mean, and if the Doctor was forced to be around a Dalek all the time, technically, be... Clara was at one point. Yep, uh, and Rusty was kind of a well, he wasn't yeah, kind of he was a friend. Just put Rusty in it, yeah. And then you had a uh, Pandles, which was for Cyberman. Yeah, yeah, Pandles, <laughs> yeah, especially like that, yeah. Just kind of kind of make handles the Dalek. There was a good Cyberman, wasn't they? There was, I think. yeah. Because I, I think that's the one in, again, Offensive Clara episode, where mm. there's a side man who, like, gets his, he's still got a face on a word. So, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that I image. vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's talk real ratings. Yes. Did you have a real rating? I did. Right, I think mine actually might be lower than yours. Oh. But it depends how low you'll go. You're normally more of the critic between us. I am. So... I'm just I'm very harsh with stuff I don't like. <laughs> right, you're very harsh critic. Uh, okay, well, I'll let you go first then, shall I? To me... Actually, this... You know what? I'll go first. Ooh. I'm going to give this a 7. I was going to give it a 7.5. Right, okay. Okay, my initial thought was you'd give it like a 6 or a 5. No, I... To be fair, I fully enjoyed this because mm. it just it just seems different. Mm. I'm like, you know what? Fair. It's fun. It's different. It's mm. cool. I like it. It's, I'm not going to drop not, it by two points. It's I'll not s- great. I'll still give it a seven. Yeah. It's like it's not great, but it's different. It's a time loop. It's okay. Cool. You know mm. what? Cool. And Nick was good. Sarah was good. Yeah. The companions were fine. It was just an oh, episode. For a, for, a, for a Doctor Who episode, it is. To be fair, it is passable to good. The, this is the thing, though. It felt more like an episode of Doctor Who, not a special. Yeah. Yes. Because and I'll tell you why. Classic episodes had no budget. It yeah. was a hallway. It was a room. Yeah. It was one building, and there was some kind of there was a force field. There yeah. was a time loop. There was something where you could not leave the confines <laughs> yeah. of the building or whatever. It doesn't matter what alien planet you're on. Doesn't matter. You're stuck in this building, yeah. right? And I love that. Right? It's a you're in a canyon. Yeah. You're in a you're in a you're in a fire station. You're in a whatever. Right? That that's classic sci-fi. That's classic sci-fi. You've got no budget. You're in one building, and there's a reason why you cannot leave. Yes. And this harkens back to that. I feel like you're trapped in a confined space with a monster that's coming to kill you. Yeah. So you have to find you have to find creative ways to avoid the monster mm-hmm. and defeat the monster while getting out at the same time. Right. So that's that's what I felt like this was. Yeah. It was like a classic episode because this is something I'd see you know um, Pete Davidson doing or okay. like. Um, Who's the like Colin Baker? Yeah, someone doing that. You know, we're stuck in a building. There's a time loop. There's Daleks coming after us. We have to, you know, we have to uh, dodge through like hallways and run down, run through doors and stuff like that. Has so, Jodie met an older Doctor yet? No, because Tennant met the f- Sev. Tennant met Smith and War he, Doctor. 
No, no, yeah, but he also met um, Smith, the, the no. one that he's he's married. Oh, Pete to. Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's not married to him. He's married to his daughter. daughter. That's what I was going about when okay. you, you said his name. <laughs> Matt Smith has met Doe Tennant. Yep. And um, I think that's it. No, Matt Smith and, 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 oh, no, and Tom Baker. Capaldi met the first Doctor. Yeah. William Hartnell. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jodie's met no one, I guess. No, Jodie's <laughs> met anyone. Not so we need a crossover. We need a crossover with Well, Jody. technically, actually, I think there was... I think she's met another... Wasn't there that woman? Yeah, there's another doctor. There's, a, there's another like I think it's like an alternate, not an alternate dimension, but yeah. like an alternate timeline doctor or something yeah. like that, where it's another woman. Again, I've not watched this. It. It's not. It's not I a pre-existing that... doctor. Let's yeah. call it. It's yeah, not yeah. a pre-existing doctor. We're not going to see her come back at any point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I guess technically, but hmm. it'd be nice to see her see or someone. Like, or it was like a future incarnation of the doctor. Yeah, I think it was a future incarnation of the doctor. Or one that was before William Harnell? I don't know. It's weird. That's the yeah. It's, it's weird. It'll it'll be it'll be cool to see a C one. I don't know who. Oh, oh, oh okay. I see. Here we go. Time Lord Society is is what? What are we? What are we doing? Uh, when did they first come in? The Sea Devils. Yeah. Um, Season nine, episode three. Who's the Doctor in the Sea Devils episode? I don't know. From there, it looks like it's Pete Davidson. Yeah, it looks like it's Pete Davidson. That one weird thing. Bring him back. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, great. He knows how to fight with sea devils. Sea devils, yeah, of course. There we go. Look at them, there they are. Yeah, that's, that, that that's, is... There we go. That is, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Is, it, is that him? Is that Dwayne? That's been done. That's Pete that's Davidson. He doesn't look like him. Uh, no, that's... Um, John Pertwee. That's John Pertwee, yes. yeah. Sorry. There we go. That's John Pertwee. There we go. Look at him in his, in his, in his coat. <laughs> oh, that is, that is peak sci-fi, where yeah, just a man is. in a mask... It's a man in a rubber mask and a cloak. <laughs> I'm the sea devil. You know, it's, it's a... I can guarantee that would look better than the CGI stuff or whatever we're doing now. Yeah, look, it looks more real. It's like they're actually, you know, standing awesome. there. Can we have a... There's Master. That there's... Master's awesome. Yeah. There's Classic Master with his, with his goatee. And his have beard. we seen an old Master come back? Well, uh, jo... why have I forgotten his name? Oh, somebody shoot me. John... What can I remember? Who was who was the last guy? Who was the guy who was really good? John Ten- Sims. John Sims. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, I forgot his last name. <laughs> the guy who like is is plays everyone in one scene. Yeah, the master. Yeah, we need to bring John Sims. Just get John Sims back. Yeah. Like, obviously John Sims master again. Um, John Sims was good. He turned up against Peter Capaldi. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And was... he looked like classic master. Yeah. So, which was which was really great to see. Um, John Sims would be a great um, returning master. So. Yes, but that's our ratings. Yes. For the real, for the for the weekly wreck, mm. what have you got planned out for us? Okay, so you asked me the question before: Is it Doctor Who related? And I said yes, but it's not a Doctor Who thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, Murray. Okay, ask away, far away. How long do you think it will take you to go around the world? Eighty days. Yeah, correct. Nice. Uh, I'm going to recommend the specifically first episode. I'm still watching the series. Of the new BBC series featuring David Tennant mm-hmm. of Around the World in 80 Days. Right. Let's it's, have some background for this. It's really good. Is it really good? It's really good. Okay. So, I want to preface this. I've not seen the original film or the okay. 2004 remake thing. Okay. But, uh, I was like, you know what? It came on an advert and I thought, I like the concept of that. I thought I liked David Tennant. I yeah. was thinking as well, like, well, I was like, I, I've not seen Broadchurch. Can't recommend Broadchurch. It was one of my first thoughts. It's good. I've seen Broadchurch. Because Jodie's in it. David Tennant's Jody, in yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That's where Jody's And uh, Rory from Matt Smith's is also in it. Okay. 
Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and watch a bit of Animal Night Days. So on BBC iPlayer, it's free if you have a TV license. Um, and you can watch it on there. Or if you just know how to lie. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's that's also effective. But, um, <laughs> it's... No, you'll get a massive van coming out your door with a like van, a, a, a van and, uh, yeah. the, the siren on the, the, it's like the, the Simps- BBC detection van. It's like the Simpsons van. hit and run. Yeah, the BBC detection van will be coming um, out to you. Uh, but no, it's it's on there. You can watch it. It's eight episodes. There's yeah. an hour long per episode. Well, 50 good minutes. David Tennant, good, good. He's really good. Yeah, great. I mean, so Tennant. Of course, yeah. So David Tennant. Always at the... Always at the- Blasting it out of the box. But it's it's because obviously if you watched I again I've not seen the films, but it's like okay, well if we go oh Animal Night Days, it's two hours long. So it's like okay. You you get more time and development in like each day in, yeah. in eight episodes. So roughly it's probably about ten days per episode ish. Mm-hmm. But it's like first episode is him and it's him like leaving but yeah. it's him in like France. Then like the second episode is uh him in Italy. Right. Like, and then, like, I think the third one's, like, Egypt or something. I've not gone that far. Okay. Um, but it's very good and very character-driven, and mm. it's very nice, and it's very dramatic. Real rating? Uh, I'm going to get the first episode, uh, a nine. Oh, wow. That's high praise. Uh, I'm probably going to finish this series probably, like, in, like, two days. So by the time this episode comes out. So you never know. In two weeks' time, I may be recommending the whole series. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, it's okay. I feel like it's okay if we recommend one episode of something, yes. and later we can recommend another episode. Yeah. Unless you recommend the full series, you can do episode by episode. But I think I'd recommend <laughs> for, it. For the next, like, 60, from all my next ratings, this could be every episode. Every episode, every eight episodes. Because I feel like if we harken back to last week, I recommended the finale of Cobra Kai season one. So you're, yeah, so you're doing and it backwards. Previously, <laughs> I've recommended Cobra Kai as a whole. You have. So I feel like I can, you can, you can pick and choose episodes of things. I'd recommend episodes of like Clone Wars and stuff. So, yeah, that is... Uh, this concludes our review of Eve of the Daleks. We hope you enjoyed. Correct. And we will see you... Uh, we'll be hitting your earwaves uh, next week with another uh, another classic and excellent offering for you. And mm. what's coming up next week? Do you, do you know? What, do we know what we're doing? Uh, well, I guess it'll be, be Hawkeye, I guess. Uh, yeah, it will be. We'll be looking at the finale of Hawkeye. Finale of Hawkeye. Um, we've got stuff coming up for Star Wars, Book of Boba Fett. Correct. We've got uh, a bit of a Royal Rumble surprise coming yeah. up as well um, in the end of January. So, yeah, we've got uh, loads of exciting stuff for you. So we'll uh, see you then. It's a goodbye from me, goodbye, and a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control.
Yeah, but...